Hello, welcome to another episode of the Rhode Island Small Business Coalition Live Forum. I'm your host, David Didakian, uh, with Eat Drink Rhode Island, a small business here in Rhode Island. And we're glad to have you here for another episode of our show. As always, you can check out rismallbusiness.org to sign up for the coalition. Uh, I, I know I keep saying how, how, that there's a lot happening, but, they, but it just seems to increase all the time. Uh, we've got a new portal going up very soon and a lot of things that you can see happen with the Rhode Island Small Business Coalition. And as the General Assembly session keeps going, uh, we've been active with uh, with some legislation as well. So check out rismallbusiness.org uh, for all the information. Sign up for the newsletter, and you'll find out when the portal goes live and things of that nature. Uh, so this week on the show, we've got a, a guest from a, a, another support organization, a great organization. Uh, we're welcome today to Tomas Avila. He is the Associate Director of the Rhode Island Office of Diversity, Equity, and Opportunity, which is part of the Department of Administration. Welcome, Tomas. Uh, thank you, Dave. Thank you for this opportunity. Uh, and uh, first of all, congratulations uh, on the longevity of the program. I remember when I started watching it back in the pandemics, uh, but it's nice that it's still here. And I appreciate this opportunity to share uh, some experiences with you. Thank you. It's very nice of you to say. Yeah, we, we've had we've had great uh, great feedback from it. Uh, lots of lots of small businesses watch and and get a lot of help from it. Uh, we we have a lot of elected officials on. We've got more coming up. Uh, but it's also great to have support organizations like yourself and some of the others we've highlighted in the last few weeks to show uh, small businesses what what resources are available in Rhode Island for them. Uh, so let's uh, let's let's jump right in. Uh, tell us about about the Office of Diversity, Equity, and Opportunity. What what is it uh, that 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 happens there? You know, how, uh, you know, how, what does it encapsulate, and what's your role there? Uh, sure. Uh, yes. Uh, so uh, the Office of uh, Di Diversity, Equity, and Opportunity is uh, an office that was created back in two thousand and fourteen, and it was uh, to address uh, several issues, but two in particular. Uh, the first one was the diversification of uh, employment in the state of Rhode Island. And the second one was to provide opportunities for the minority business enterprise uh, to do business with Rhode Island in all the purchases that, uh, that the state does. And in particular, to deal with the uh, uh, general law 37-14-1, which uh, calls for 10% participation of the minority business enterprise in every expense that the, st that the state does yearly. And, and then on the other side, and the uh, um, EEO, the Equal Employment Opportunity side, is where we do the diversification of the state. And in that, we work in partnership with uh, HR in working towards diversifying the employment uh, of Rhode Island to reflect the demographics of Rhode Island. Uh, it's uh, something that has been happening for the last eight years. We continue that process, and my role here is actually to direct the office and lead the office in in, in these two main responsibilities, but at the same time to keep relationships with communities and to participate in programs such as this. And uh, that's, in a nutshell, what the office is all about. Excellent. Uh, that's, that's great to hear. Uh, yeah, I, I think for those of you out there who aren't aware, uh, the Department of Administration, uh, which this office is in, uh, handles all the purchasing for the yeah. state. Uh, and so uh, that, that first part that you talked about there, purchasing is, is obviously very important. Uh, I know uh, through my own work in food alone uh, over the over the last uh, you know decade or so, uh, we've made some great progress in getting more local businesses uh, purchased uh, by the Department of Administration and, uh, and other state agencies. So it's great to hear the opportunities uh, for, uh, for for minority businesses uh, to uh, to be to be part of that purchasing program as well. 
How's the success there? What do you what do you see there? Is it is it? Uh, I would imagine it's a lot of small businesses because uh, you know by nature small businesses are uh, heavily minority driven, which is which is fantastic. You know, it's it's great to see. Yes, and uh, and uh, actually, I want to address something that you mentioned regarding food, and and I'm glad that you did because uh, uh, interestingly enough, that's one area that uh, I'm starting to focus uh, more. And part of the reason is because it, it is within the MBE program is one of the smallest industry that we have. We don't have too many uh, individuals participating. And uh, I, I, so I just started uh, focusing a little more on, into it and that eventually will grow. In, and as you mentioned, uh, very much uh, is all um, small businesses. Uh, as you mentioned, the minority owned businesses are tend to be small and you know in the smaller scale of everything. But um, what we are doing is, um, trying to uh, actually elevate the growth of those businesses. And uh, because we see great participation that is needed. And in some cases, uh, we don't have the particular industries that um, that are needed. Uh, as such as an example, the uh, as far as industrial and commercial um, electricians, we definitely have a need on that side of things. Huh. And, uh, and so next month, we're gonna start up working closer with community organizations and putting out a, a, a kind of a marketing to recruit more in, uh, companies that can uh, leverage th uh, that participation. But overall, the um, we have uh, 785 registered uh, businesses, and those are both uh, minority-owned and women-owned businesses. And right now, very uh, much within all of those businesses, there is a participation rate of about uh, 40% of companies that are actually doing business with the state. And we're looking forward to, again, increase that, that participation. That's great. That's fantastic. Uh, we had uh, uh, Michelle Miller from the Center for Women and Enterprise on recently, and, and, and we, we talked about uh, you know, so many opportunities that they're working on uh, for women. So uh, I, I just want to, you know, point that out here that, I, you know, we did mention minority businesses, but as, as you said, it's, it's what it's MWBE, right? That's, that's the acronym that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's the acronym. We, so we want to make sure we include everyone there. Um, so, all right, let, let's talk about uh, uh, the EEO side of that things then. Um, you, you mentioned that. Uh how how has that been working? You know, we've all talked about this. You know, we've seen it in the news. We, it's, it's it's a hard conversation. I mean, I have this conversation almost weekly with different uh, friends of mine who own restaurants. Uh, employment right now is is very hard to find employees. Uh, what's uh, what's your role there, and how, how do we uh, how do we how do we see that growing? Yes, uh, well, we actually facing the same issues that uh, the general uh, communities uh, and the, the business community is facing. And needless to say, it's getting harder and harder to find individuals, uh, you know, uh, and to, to fulfill uh, the vacancies that the state has. Uh, All right. Yes. Our role here uh, has been very much um, the diversification. But it, you know how it is, uh, even if you're trying to diversify, when you have uh, employment issues like we do have right now, it also affects the, the ability to bring in uh individuals into the employment side of thing. So we are dealing, the way we are dealing with it is uh, starting at the end of this month, we're going to be participating in more um, uh, job fairs and going to the communities and actually participating in as many events as we can. And at the same time, sharing the information about the opportunities that the state has uh, to actually employ individuals. 
and try to make that connection between the state needs and the communities out there who may not be aware of what they have. And so to that front, uh, again, we're going to start sort of like a massive marketing plan of visiting communities and visiting individual communities that other um, previously have not participated because now we decided that we're going to turn every corner out there as far as looking for qualified individuals who we can bring into the state and help it uh, diversify. But again, we are having the same issue that the general business communities have in regarding employment. Yeah, it's amazing. I was just looking down on my phone to see if I, I saw the current number on unemployment. Uh, it, it's uh, it's at a record low, uh, yes. which which is incredible uh, um, and, and and a good thing in, in many ways, but also a difficult thing for a lot of small businesses. Uh, and, and, and it's a good point that you you, you mentioned. I, I didn't think about it when I when I asked the question, but yes, of course, it stretches into uh, state employment as well, which, uh, which you know is important to keep these to keep right. your office and all these other offices running. It's a, and it's interesting, Dave, because uh, so what I have experienced that in the state is twofold. So it's what's happening out there in the general market, but then at the same time, uh, state employees are usually recruited quite frequently. And so just like we are trying to recruit, we also trying to resolve retention. Yeah. And actually, you know, the, 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 the recruiting of the employees here from other companies, which usually, you know how it is, it becomes very competitive because then salary plays a role and it makes matters even more difficult. So I, I want to ask that question. I, I, you know, this is a, this is this, this cycle that we're in right now. Um, I've noticed, uh, you know, in my sector of, of, of the, of the world, but I, I'm sure it's, it, you know, it falls into retail and, and, and professional services, things of that nature. It's gotta be across the board. Um, the costs of everything is, you know, we all know about inflation, you know, what's going on right there. So the costs are going up and uh, and it, it's more and more difficult to, to find employees. Where do you see the salaries going? I mean, what, what can we do there? Is, is you know, it, it's especially when you're small business, you know, you're one or two or three employees, you know, you know, maybe maybe, you know, 10 or 15, 20 employees to to have to keep raising salaries while it's necessary. On the other end, it's a difficult task for small businesses. It, it is, and and it keeps getting even more difficult. You know, I, I was thinking uh, last week that it's interesting. I remember for the last few years, the um, the big movement out there has been fifteen dollars an hour. Let's raise the you know to the minimum to fifteen dollars an hour. Right now, I'm seeing advertising twenty five dollars minimum, twenty five dollars to start. Uh, so to your point, uh, I mean, it's just in my opinion, it has gotten out of hand to the point that. Uh, you know, very much is like um, the more competitive it gets, the higher prices it gets. And as we know, small businesses don't have the luxury of being able to absorb those expenses much more to, uh, you know, in, in most cases, um, sharing with their customers. But it just making things a lot more difficult. And honestly, I don't know where, we, where it's, where it's going to stop, but uh, hopefully it'll stop soon and it'll will bring an, a balance again to the reality that we should have, but at this moment it's very difficult to tell. Yeah, like you said, you can't, you know, the customers can only absorb so much too. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, sure, you see, you know, five, 10% increases, but 
we're we're talking a lot more than that in some cases, and it's it's hard. Exactly. It's, a hard it's a hard thing for customers to have to swallow. I mean, you know, as as a customer myself, you know, I mean, I'm sure you you deal with it too. Right? You know, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, I went out over the weekend. As, I mean, Sunday, you know, and. And needless to say, I, I went to a place that I, I usually go to, and I could see, the, you know, the difference from before. But again, with all the uh, supply chains and everything else, also we throw all of that into account. It's just making uh, doing business very difficult for the uh, smaller businesses. Fortunately, you know, small businesses, um, needless to say, have the experience of dealing with always trying to catch up, always yeah. trying to stay alive, and. I feel that 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 plays a role. Well, the entrepreneurial side of humans, you know, where you always find a way to deal with it. But again, it, hopefully, it'll, it'll come to a, a stable point uh, very soon. Exactly. No, that's true. I mean, that's a that's a point we've touched on many times on this program, uh, and and with the. Uh, governor you know when he when he was lieutenant governor as well is the is the resiliency uh almost the, the stubbornness of small businesses to make sure they keep going uh even through something like the pandemic and 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 financial changes and, and any anything else you throw at them it's it's the uh absolutely you know the the drive for small businesses to stay open and to keep going uh even in, in even in these harsh changes um so yeah. I, you know you mentioned you know the job fairs you mentioned for, for you know you're going to be putting out uh some some uh, information from your uh, from your office. Uh, let's put up uh, the, the website uh, odeo.ri.gov. That's the Office of Diversity, Equity, and Opportunity. So you can you can uh, you can get to that, uh, folks out there watching odeo.ri.gov, uh, and there's uh, information on there, resources on there. Um, so do you have a, a newsletter or something like that that you contact with people, or is it is it you know press release for the news or uh, no, just press release with the news. Uh, but as far as uh, employment uh, is concerned, um, let me. Uh, I just want to share this uh, uh, with you and the public. Is uh, applyarrive.com. Great, and and that's very much uh, where the employment takes place uh, from this from the state. Uh, uh, actually, the only way that you can uh, employment comes through the state, and I uh, is uh, some. Um, so uh, needless to say, it's in the human resources. But we actually collaborate with them as far as recruiting individuals and at the same time sharing this information with everyone out there. Great. Great to hear. Yeah. Thank you for putting that up on the screen there, Ben. ApplyRI.com. So if you're looking for a state job, uh, those are the opportunities there. Uh, lots of different job websites out there. It's, it's, it's an interesting market. So uh, certainly a, a good a good avenue to check out would be the state website because uh, those are those are great jobs as well. Um, so, uh, what other, are there resources directly available through your office? How do businesses uh, interact with uh, with your office? Yeah, uh, well, the um, just a, a little background. Uh, so, the, uh, the the businesses that we deal uh, in this office in particular are mainly uh, certified uh, MBE businesses. Um, right. The uh, you know, in accordance to the law, in order to for minority businesses to do uh, business with the state. They have to be certified, and part of that, uh, the reason is uh, because of historical accounts in the past where people used to very much uh, circumvent the uh, the program, and uh, people who were not necessarily qualified were, needless to say, getting qualified. Or so the the what that did it, it was that it made the application process a little harder and a little longer, and uh, so the process is that. Uh, they have to apply uh, through the um, through the office, 
the applications, needless to say, goes through the process and eventually approve. And once uh, they are approved, uh, they go into uh, into the purchasing system, and very much uh, they have the opportunity to once certified to compete and to participate in, uh, in 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 the purchases RFPs out there. So the information is all in in the website, and uh, once the, uh, then it's a typical form. You know, should you be selected and win the bid, then go through the process of. Um, doing the, um, the paperwork and actually providing the services to the state. And and we also, uh, but also the certification actually uh, plays a role in uh, municipalities. So um, it's the same certification that they are looking for because uh, the way the law reads is that any entity that uses either federal or state funding has to comply with this law. And then from there, pretty, pretty much once they are in, into the system, we provide them with access to uh, other uh, entities who provide technical support. And so we work very closely with Commerce Arrive and uh, the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, Rhode Island Black Business Association. And and, uh, and they are the, one, the ones who provide the technical assistance to these companies. And we that's how we keep them, you know, very much um, alive and participating, but at the same time seeking opportunities uh, to participate and grow. Excellent. That's great to hear. Yeah, Oscar with the Hispanic Chamber has been uh, been been active at some of our our, uh, our small business coalition meetings, and uh, and the Rhode Island Black Business Association is an excellent organization as well. Uh, that's that's really interesting to hear. Um, we uh, we have a, a question from a Facebook viewer, and uh, and if you're out there, you know, watching this live on Facebook now, please leave a question if you'd like it answered now, or or you can watch this later, of course, on Facebook. Uh, do you do the certification yourself, or third parties do the certification? Actually, we do it here in the office. Uh, okay. We we have a, a team of uh, five individuals who very much that's their that's their focus is to do the uh, to go to the process of the application and doing the certification. So yes, it, it does it's done it's done in house. Great, okay, that's good to know. It's another resource uh, for certification because I I know. Uh, uh, the Center for Women and Enterprise also does uh, helps with that, and other and other support groups helps with that as well. So it's always important uh, to remember to to use these resources. They're available to you. There's there's no cost, right, to small exactly. businesses, right? No no cost. Uh, so it's great to have have these resources available to certify and to uh, and to get involved in these uh, in these great pro uh, great uh uh purchase agreements i'm sorry <laughs> i froze there for a second the rfps i was trying to think of the acronym uh but yeah the rfp process is uh, for the state is uh there's so many of them and great opportunities there so uh please yes, do if you are a a, a minority woman-owned business please do get yourself certified because that's a that's a crucial part of the puzzle uh take advantage of it right i mean that's 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 the, that's the whole point and i'm glad that you mentioned um uh, being free uh because uh i have heard in the past uh you know, some individuals who have the perception that um, they have to pay to get certified. And then on the other hand, um, there are some individuals who are very much uh, give the perception that you need to to uh, to pay to get certified. But you, yeah, uh, it's a free program. It's, uh, there is no ex expense other than very much uh, what you eventually have to do to either make any corrections um, to your business. And by corrections, I mean that sometimes uh, individuals uh, come for certification and they may not have some of the necessary uh, forms that uh, that we require. Uh, so they may have to get their um, taxes from the accountants. But other than that, uh, the office per se uh, is 
completely free the process of getting certified. Sure. Thank you. I, it's good to point that out. I, I, I hope small businesses out there, you know, realize that these these resources are available for free. We've all seen those. You know, we, we sign up for something and then we get an email that says, oh, you know, I can I can do your, you know, your trademark, you know, something for you or, you know, this whatever, whatever resource it is that you're looking to do that is available through the state for free. These third parties try to get in on it and uh, and try to remember that these resources are available for free through the state. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, you know, and, and as you mentioned that uh, I also once um, gives me an opportunity to do um, to put out a, a warning because we have uh, actually in, in the last couple of weeks seen some emails that uh, pretend to be coming from this office, but they are not. They are not from this office. It's individuals who are very much trying to get uh, fish information yeah. from the companies. And uh, so again, uh, everything that comes from this office uh, very much is doa.ri.gov. Uh, but they, they, these individuals are using some uh, different um, emails, that, but actually trying to pretend that they are from this office and just want to put it out there. Yeah, this, uh, the fraud level throughout the last two years has been just off the charts. Uh, obviously, we've dealt with it with DLT and the yeah. unemployment system, and and then it's just crazy. But yeah, it's a good point. Uh, you know, ri.gov is part of the state government website. It's, system. it's exactly. not, there's, there's no there's no doa.com. Right. There's no Department of Labor.com. Those are, those are not real uh, real websites. So yeah, you should pay attention to to, to look look at absolutely uh, where things are coming from the state. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Thank you. Um, and so the office, uh, about how many employees do you have there in the office? Uh, right, right now we are up to nine, nine employees um, and very much. Uh, uh, so when I first came in last August, that was part of uh, what I uh, I was ingrained in. It was because I had to hire most of the employees. Uh, the office went through a change through COVID. Uh, COVID. Uh, Needless to say, devastated the office because many people decided to move forward, to move on and whatnot. But now we are back to nine and hopefully by next year, we'll, we should be up to 10 on to, uh, to up to 10 or 12. Because uh, as you can imagine, so COVID did a lot of delays and now we are seeing that those delays are, are becoming reality, which all, also is increasing uh, the amount of applications that we are receiving both for certification, but most, most in particular for for bids and participation in the uh, with um, the purchases. So uh, yes, uh, but right now we uh, we are nine individuals. Great and and completely funded uh, by the uh, DOA budget, which comes out of the governor's office. Uh, uh, no, uh, this actually comes from the DOA budget. Oh, so yeah, it's part of the, that's what I mean. It's part of the DOA budget. Oh yes, right. Yeah, which, which yeah, Absolutely. which. Uh, so yeah, if if, if you're uh, if you're if you if you if they, if you use this office, if you appreciate what they're doing, uh, you want to see them supported. You know, you can always uh, say you know to your local representative or senator, hey, you know, keep keep funding uh, the office of diversity, equity, and opportunity. That's that's always. You know, it's always one of those good things to just say. I, I know it seems it seems one of those odd things, but but I, I, I there's a there's a program through DAM that I care about very much, and I, whenever I talk to um, my representative, I, I mention that it's a great program, and you know, let's make sure it stays funded because it's you know every year the budget process is a, is a difficult process, and and we you know just like budgeting for ourselves, our, our businesses, we we you know we want to be fiscally responsible, and, and exactly yeah, so it's great to great to have your office make sure it's funded. And, th and thank you for that plug, because uh, as we speak, uh, we, you know, needless to say, we, uh, it's going through the budgeting process. As a matter of fact, I had a staff meeting today and we were talking and about probabilities. 
and you know how it is yeah they come with ideas and i said well you know i just want to remind you that right now i cannot uh, confirm or do anything until the budget is approved right. and then eventually we'll know what has been approved and what we can do. So right. again, thank you for that plug. Oh, of course. Absolutely. I think, I think it's important for, uh, for, you know, for all our, our small businesses, all our listeners uh, to, to understand how the process works and how our government works. And yeah, it's uh, April 19th. So yeah, just a, just a few more weeks and it starts up and then, and then we, and then it starts all over again. Yes, exactly. yeah, right. You start to plan the next year budget. I know, I know how it works. It's, it's, it's you know, it's, it's, a, it's a long process. It's an unending cycle. Yeah. Uh, we've, we've had the discussion a couple of times uh, with various uh, senators and reps of, of seeing a, a two year budget cycle for Rhode Island. I don't know. There's certain things will hopefully will, you know, we can see change and growth over the years, but you never know. And now, <laughs> yeah. exactly. So uh, this has been a fantastic conversation. I really appreciate your time, Tomas. It's it's really uh, really been interesting to hear about what's going on in there that in, in your office. Uh, anything you'd like to uh, say in closing? Anything we, we might have missed? If and no point. Well, first, I want to thank you again for this opportunity and this great conversation. And I definitely look forward to come back because I have enjoyed it so much. And and and, it's, and it also gives me an opportunity to bring the information from the office to your um, your followers uh, and you know and, and and a wider network of small businesses because you know how it is. Small businesses come in all size, shapes, and forms. Right. And definitely this gives me a new entry to, again, a new network of uh, potential individuals who may be able to to uh, to become certified and therefore increase their opportunities to participate with state. So once again, thank you so much. Oh, you're very welcome. It's our pleasure. Thank you for your time and thank you for everything that your office is doing. Thank you. So thanks again to all of you out there watching. We really appreciate it. Uh, we, we, we know that uh, you got so much going on with small businesses, but it's important for you to be paying attention to what's going on with our coalition because we're really trying to be a coalition for all small businesses throughout the entire state of Rhode Island. Uh, as Ben put up there on the screen, please join the coalition through rismallbusiness.org. And uh, next week, I'm sorry, in two weeks, we've got representative, <clears throat> representative <laughs> too much talking, Representative Blake Felipe is with us. And we've got Secretary of State Nellie Gorbea coming up soon. Lots of great guests coming up soon. So please go to the Facebook page for the Rise Small Business Coalition. Like the page, follow all that stuff. You know, uh, there's also an Instagram and Twitter, but Facebook is where we have these videos where we post them up. So please take a look at our previous ones. Watch for our new ones coming up, and we'll see you again here soon in two weeks. Take care.